this is going to be really great for my promotional abilities. I'm Do you think you'll everyone. listen to this episode after it oh, airs? Yeah. Yeah, because I'm a huge narcissist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I have already listened to your podcast. Oh. Um, and actually, I see we're recording, so I'm going to, I'm going to bust your balls a little bit. <laughs> um, and I'm going to do that by asking you an important question. Oh. Uh, and actually, Lucas, I already got the answer to this question by looking at your TikTok bio, but I want to hear it on the record. How old are you two? Oh, <laughs> what a what a loaded question! <laughs> you um, don't have to answer it. No, I know I, the answer for fifty percent of you. No, but I will. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm 27, which is um super young in the context of how old you can be. Um, <laughs> you have not maxed out your age, yet. but it's super old in the context of like. Uh, uh, seemingly almost everyone else I know. Uh, well, yeah, Gabby, I'm not sure if you're aware if you're aware of this. You're the oldest you've ever been right now. I and I now am again. acutely aware of mm. it every day. Every day, my back and my shoulders remind me. <laughs> they go, mm-hmm. hey, "Hey, you should mm-hmm. do something about how fucking old you are." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't want to hear that. Okay, because um so like at a just quick guess this is not a trick question like if you had to guess my age what 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 age would you say well I think I stalked you a little and okay. said so you, you were, know you were 23 right yeah <laughs> yeah that's what it said it said 23 oh are you I'm lying and you're like 47 I'm 37 I'll be 38 and what July. what yes. I, w- <laughs> I would have guessed I w- okay genuinely what I was going to say was like 32 yeah yeah. So I was listening to your most recent podcast for homework reasons. Like I wanted to understand, okay. you know, a little more about you guys, what the show is. You're about doing great. You're doing amazing right now. I Thank just you. Want you to know. Okay. So then you guys started talking about like music you used to listen to or not listen to. And then oh. I think like Hillary Duff's name came up and immediately oh, like yeah. I broke a hip and I was like, all right, all right, just keep going. And <laughs> then, and then there came the explanation how two out of three of the people involved in that conversation had never even heard of the beloved television slash movie program, Mystery Science Theater 3000. And at that point, I swear yeah. to God, I had to turn it off. Yeah. Because I, was like, <laughs> like, I understand. Oh no, it aged you. Did. This is yeah. how I feel when I log on TikTok. And I'm curious to hear your opinion on this. Like, okay, I'm watching The Bachelor yes. this season. There's a Mm -hmm. girl on The Bachelor who's 21. And in her TikTok bio, it says Boomer. And I was like, fuck you. That's not okay. Oh, I have an... I have another one, which is my that, um, bio is that I'm a boomer using the app. If if how will she thinks she's a boomer and she's none 21. of you are boomers. Gab, Gabby no. Charlotte hates us, right? <laughs> I hate you. So the reason I brought this up at all is because this is ostensibly a program about ways that our brains are broken mm. and neuroses and whatnot. And a neurosis that I experience is TikTok, uh, in that I. I'm constantly like my age is constantly underestimated and people seem to think that I'm like younger and cooler than I am. Uh, and the kids want to, I, I, I feel like that, that gif, uh, that's right. I said gif 
of Steve Buscemi, like from whatever. Oh, where he's how do you like, do yeah, fellow kids? Yeah. How do you yeah. do fellow kids? Like that's, I feel like that all the time. Um, what it comes down to is that you have much yeah. better skin than Steve Buscemi. Well, I mean, let's <laughs> just get you. that out of the gate. Like you have. Thank you. I mean, one day I will look like Steve Buscemi and I'm excited for that. Day you, have, because... you have many a year before then. But um, Thank you. if Thank I could you. just say one small thing that where, where I felt like I, that I felt a lot older than a lot of people on TikTok was when people were like, um, if you use the crying laughing emoji, you are too old for me. And I was like, I saw that. I was like, what the fuck does that even mean? I was like, just using an emoji. That's the thing. <laughs> that's, have, like, that's a weird standard. Not even just like age. That's a weird standard. But and it depends can... which crying laughing emoji, because I kind of get it about the one that's like tipped over diagonal. I'm like, that's a little. That one is sketchy. That one's a little. Mm. That one's no good. I don't know how I yeah. feel about that. But the regular crying laughing emoji, that's just something you you do to like. Yeah. Someone texts you something and you're like, that's entertaining. I'm going to shorthand this. Yeah. And actually, I don't even really use that one so much as just the streaming crying. Got the, like, oh, just really yeah. cute. Just, like that's yeah. the one. But like, that's how was it? just yeah, uh, oh. yeah it's like crying mm-hmm. what but i mean we 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 you kids don't even know back in my day we didn't even have emojis we had emoticons like that's oh on aim because i because i know of this on aim no no not on aim god no. <laughs> you're about to walk off the pod and this is gonna be a solo on, episode on I get america it. online on on CompuServe, on CompuServe, we okay. had to use the uh, oh the, uh, emoticons. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa! Why is my dog? Oh, there's there's a cat with the audacity to <laughs> in our driveway right now. Hey, Annie, that's not going to work for me. <gasps> oh my! She's she's really. I'm sorry. Hang on. It's you okay. Can, she's oh, um. Oh. Hey, Annie. Oh my God, That's, get her ass. Get please, her ass. Get, get, do you see the cat outside? I, I do. see the cat. Yeah. Oh, this, is, this is probably get like it. a movie. I see it's his motive. Not, I see the blood boiling she's, in his soul. She's got her, her mohawk is up. She's like, whoa. This she's is growled. just she, like the Daniel Day Lewis movie, There Will Be Blood. That, <laughs> it's exactly like that. Uh, okay. All right. Hey, kid. Hey, kiddo. Stop. That's enough. You can Thank just you. tell that the dog is is a method actor that's off-putting to everyone else in the cast. Oh my god. <laughs> it's the Jared Leto of dogs. It's the dog that sent all the other dogs like dog skin. <laughs> like, oh. I have to like let this dog out back now so that she can go yell at this cat. This is like the most you've now seen the most aggressive my dog has ever been. She usually like a strange man could walk into my house and she would be like please let me show you where the television is she is not not a helpful animal uh so she (laughs) can be outside chasing the cat in the wrong side of the house for like a hot minute and i'll have to go let her in so um okay cool so we've established that i'm old yes but we have not established to our listeners who you are (laughs) oh yeah where we are or what we're doing on this earth um, so this okay. is a perfect time to say, welcome to Two Nosy Meerkats, episode 22. Woo! I feel like yeah. the intros are coming so much later that like, 
in like a couple well, I episodes. hope we do it right before our final segment just like right at the end <laughs> well that's, that's what, what I was gonna say in the final episode I feel like we're gonna end the episodes by being like welcome to two nosy meerkats it just <laughs> happened goodbye I mean all we just did was a cold open basically yeah and yeah exactly all the movies do now and they show like half the the Marvel movies now like just show the title at the end of the film you know yeah so I hope that at my funeral, I hope that at my funeral, an audio recording is played saying, welcome to Two Nosy Meerkats. (laughs) Not just one nosy meerkat. (laughs) Dead one. (laughs) Not so nosy now. Oh, God. No one One decomposing. (laughs) One dear, oh. Two decomposing (laughs) meerkats. Meerkats <laughs> dead. Oh, oh, and just oh, and just the audio like loses quality. Like, <laughs> just you like, do a logo. You know how like meerkats stand up; they're really cute. Could you just yeah. do that? But like, they're skeletons. Oh yeah, I was gonna do a bit like horizontal with like X's for eyes. <laughs> it was gonna do like a fainted Pokemon. Yeah, by a thousand different meerkats around. Yeah, them. let's the introduce Pokemon. Let's introduce our guest properly. You know her from TikTok. Uh, her uh, username is at Kavatica. Please give it up for Charlotte. Wait, is your last name Moore? Or Moore. Is it, you're not, okay, Moore. Charlotte Moore, everyone. Yeah. Hi. Happy to be here. I you thought Charlotte you meant your too. last name is Moore, as in like, more, I was like, Moore what? Oh, more there's names. more. more there's no, more names. There's, there's plenty more. more where that came from. <laughs> well, well, first thing I need to ask is where is where does the name Kavatica come from? I'm so glad you asked, Lucas. Uh, It comes from this fine book that you may have heard of called Charlotte's Web. Oh, yeah. You know this one? I Uh, I read it when I knew how to read. Yeah. Ah, yeah. It's strange that you have forgotten how to read. I've never heard of that happening, but um, I'm impressed that it happened to you. I can only read tweets now, although not even really, because I said I would spend less time on Twitter. Um, oh, were yeah, you I, cursed by a witch? Like, uh, you can a- read, but only the worst possible <laughs> thing. <laughs> like, that's... Only children yelling at each other about classism. <laughs> <laughs> what can I just say? Like, Gabby messaged me and she was like, I want to spend less time on Twitter. I find it too toxic. And I was like, so I find the same thing about TikTok. And that's why I try to spend more time on Twitter because I no. find it less... Yeah, I messaged Lucas and I was like, I kind of want to spend more time on TikTok. And he was like, well, that's not going to (laughs) work. No, TikTok is better because TikTok for me is more like the way the internet used to be. Mm. Uh, It's, it's, there's still a high enough ratio of dog videos and kids on skateboards and people dancing and weird family hijinks or some like, uh, America's Funniest Home Videos energy in there. Like, oh, it's, yeah. sure. it's fine. And then Twitter is right, just yeah. like people yelling about who's the better comrade and <laughs> uh, and 50-year-old white men in Oakley's liking mirror selfies of mm-hmm. co-eds. Like yeah. it's... Yeah. Um, no, TikTok's more wholesome for sure. And I've... I've yeah. I wanted to dive into that trend. I wanted to make a cooking video but Ooh. I I don't know how to put the text on the video in a way that like it goes away after it's one so, clip. No one it's does. so cumbersome. No one does. It's so cumbersome it's, to write in. I hate it. I didn't realize no that everyone on TikTok was like Martin Scorsese or something. Like you're all 
genius directors if you're on have TikTok. you seen our videos lucas and i are the yeah. last two people on tiktok still making videos in our bathroom mirrors apparently yeah past say now that was canceled yeah um, it was canceled not the thing anymore. Mm-hmm. yeah who canceled you chef john jared leto <laughs> jared leto <laughs> Fuck that guy again. If there's anyone with the credence to cancel somebody else, it's definitely Jared Leto. (laughs) He's Uh, never, that man's never been accused of a single bad thing. Pristine (laughs) record that guy has. Mm -hmm, Yeah, 100%. mm -hmm. You should always be appealing to his sense of morality. And he just canceled mirror videos so that he could have them all to himself, I think, is what that Mm -hmm. guy did. Selfish. Uh, But um, yeah. But yeah. Wait, Charlotte. So, wait, would you say, what would you say is the trend? now if it's not bathroom videos what would you say it is now i'm very curious what your what info you've gathered complaining about the algorithm oh yeah complaining about how and and it's not that it's not a legitimate complaint it's just a greater and greater proportion of my videos now are creators going (laughs) including me (laughs) the trend now is just like people showing their analytics just tanking oh yeah i don't know how many times do I have to show my tits to get that number back up? Like, is there I'm... actually something wrong with TikTok's algorithm? It's yeah. always changing. That's the okay. thing yeah. is that the algorithm is always changing as to like what features and details it favors and pushes on the For You page. And so the only reason I haven't made, the only reason I haven't made videos like, why are my videos? is because I'm just so used to fluctuation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I'm just used much. to huge peaks and valleys and like how yeah. well I'm doing it. Then it's not. And so- I just, I've just accepted that. And I, but I know lots of people that like, um, especially people that like depend on like the creator fund that have, that have like, it's, it's really, really really grimy behavior on TikTok's part. Yes. It's a, it's a little bit like being in a relationship with an abusive partner, like the love, they make you think that they love you and then they hate you. And and then they make make you you dependent on them. Yeah. Who knew yeah. that a multi-million dollar corporation wouldn't have your best interests at heart? I mean, I, <laughs> I know. I am I so know. wait, Gabby, what are you saying? What are you saying? I you know what? Nothing. I'm saying that TikTok loves you and that it's a mutually beneficial relationship. <laughs> oh, symbiosis. Yes, yes. Now you're speaking my language. Yeah, it's uh, very, very reciprocal what you two have. Cherish it look. forever. It, look, he will text there's... you back. <laughs> he will text you back. He will. He always does. And I know. TikTok is just busy. Not always able to respond. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. That's what's happening, you guys. I can tell. I can tell from where I'm sitting. Um, Wait, you didn't even say where in Charlotte's Web Kavatika comes from. Just to come oh, back yeah. to that 40 minutes ago. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, the main character is named Charlotte A. Kavatika. Oh. Uh, and a cavatica is a little reference to the binomial nomenclature, the Linnaean name for the barn spider, which is Arrhenius cavatica. Oh my God. So, All of our oh. listeners are going to think we're so dumb. They're like, you finally brought a smart person on the podcast and no, no. now all of your holes are exposed. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Charlotte, you are like the smartest oh. person we've had on the podcast. It's just what it is. We've, uh, well, I'm a I don't fraud, want to offend our so. comedian friends. Divya is pretty smart. She's oh yeah, uh, she's. No, we've had definitely smart people, but like Charlotte, you're, you're <laughs> Char- yeah, listen, Charlotte's up there. You're educated. You, it's just it's, okay. It's very like, evident. You understand the educated videos that I make. It like, did you see my most recent one? Was it slug, sex? slug sex? Yeah. Like, yeah. it's not that elevated. 
Uh, I actually can't watch. I can't watch that because I have a, I have a phobia of slugs. I have a legit phobia of slugs and snails. That's okay. They are very strange creatures and uh, yeah, it's, it's okay. But I just want you to know that their lovemaking is beautiful. Yes. I (laughs) I respect them. I just, I don't want to be at one of their weddings. (laughs) Oh no, no, no. Nope, Listen, they nope. can do whatever they want in the private <laughs> On their time. own time in the privacy of their own home. <laughs> They're exhibitionists. I don't want <laughs> these slug stuff flaunted in my face. <laughs> they, they, you can't help, but they, listen, their dicks are as long as they are. So, uh, and that's just the species that I was talking about in my latest video. There are some species in Europe whose dicks are like three times as long as they are. Whoa. So, uh, I know, you know that the fruit fly, it's hard to hide. The fruit fly has a sperm cell that uncoiled is five centimeters long. Gross. Are these yeah. ple- pleasurable for the for the lady slugs? That's what I want to know. Well, uh sl- there are no lady slugs technically because they're hermaphroditic. So all they slugs have- are gay. Uh, no, all slugs <laughs> are <laughs> they're they are all I mean kind of. Slugs yeah. are gay. <laughs> all slugs are queer. All slugs are queer. They're uh, they they do what they want. They could fertilize themselves if they wanted to, but uh, they they like to have fun with a friend. So <laughs> you gotta respect that. And uh, it's just two friends with two coils. Just two bros dicks. chilling in a hot tub. That's, that's slugs <laughs> dangling from a tree, like you do. Yeah. So wait, all you're telling me. All slugs yeah. have both parts. Yes. And all snails too. Yes. So when they're they have mollusks. sex, it's just a big like mishmash of like, look at all the things we can do. Cause I'll tell you, like, if I had both, mm-hmm. the, it'd be kind of fun. I wouldn't mind. What would be the first thing you did in the day if you had both? I mean, I don't know, probably like brush my teeth, cook myself a meal, like not that much would change, but then you would just take care of your daily errands. <laughs> But if you were if you were a my you could do those tasks with your dick because it's so like prehensile, Ooh. you could just well if I was a slug, a I wouldn't have style dick. <laughs> oh if I was Imagine a slug, I wouldn't have bills to pay. And that would be so <laughs> relaxing. Oh, that's true. <laughs> no, wait, so wait, Gabby, how would you have them oriented about your body? Like where on your body would each be? Would they be oh, like, I get like a next decision? to each other? One yeah, yeah why slug, not? The slug dick comes out of the side of its head. Whoa. Or a little below the side of its head. So hmm. you can put your, your dick wherever you want. I have to think about hmm. this. Lucas, what would you do? If I had both a, a, a vagina, I, um, yeah. I would, pr- if they were like near each other, I would try to like curve one or two. <laughs> I would, I would want to try that. Just be like, can I get it? Just. But wouldn't you yeah. worry about what would happen? Cause I would want them like far away from each other and I would jerk them off separately from each other. Cause I'd be too Ooh. afraid. Well, of, I'd be too scared you- of what would happen. Well, here's what, the thing. What are you that, afraid about what happened? Like fertilizing yourself? Is that what yeah. you're Yeah. Oh, oh. If I impregnated myself. Wait, Gabby, Gabby, I want to talk about something because um, there is a sh- fantastic show called Misfits where like people get um, struck by lightning, get superpowers based on their deepest insecurities. It's an amazing show. This one dude, he gets a new power. He exchanges his power for another. And the power he gets in exchange is the power to switch his biological sex. And so he becomes like a sort of female version of himself. And so one of the things he starts doing is he starts masturbating as a woman and like achieving multiple orgasms. But here's the thing. He doesn't wash his hands between switches and he gets himself pregnant. 
and so he had not how that works we're in the land of make-believe this is the (laughs) this is (laughs) that's true if i have to suspend my disbelief for the yeah switching then okay yeah no he did just switch That's true. You're like, that's not how the reproductive system works. Hold on just a yeah, no, moment. But- have you met a nerd? Have you ever met nerds who are like, oh, I completely accept that that character can fly, but that character did not graduate from Harvard class of 1992. That character clearly graduated from Princeton. As <laughs> everybody knows, class of 1996. Like, that's just... I, I have met a nerd. I used to self-identify as one back when I was smart. <laughs> and then I was back when books were things. Would you stop saying that you are not smart and that you can't read? That's enough of that. Okay. I won't right. have it. Oh, whoa. Okay. Gabby Brown. Gabby, whoa. say you love yourself right now. Say I'm it. not saying I do. Okay. I love myself, but I never said I didn't love myself. I was just saying that I used to have like traditional metrics that like make a person like I used to, I used to take the AP classes, you know, the like sure. shit like that. Got in a good school. Ah, yeah, same. Gabby, Who cares? I love, I love the idea Fucking... that you're. St- I love the idea that you're still trying to take AP classes. Yeah, now they, <laughs> now they won't let me in. Now they won't let me in. It's so weird. You keep just banging the door on your eyes, going, "Let me in." Yeah. Let me in. Show up. Just show up to one. Who's gonna know? And all the movies, all the high schoolers are played by 25-year-olds anyway. So just... Uh, that always when I was a kid. me out. Yeah. I, I felt like something was wrong with me because I looked so young in comparison to these people. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, am I, is that how I'm supposed to look? And I was like, oh, no, they're all like pushing 30. I was like... Yeah. 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 Even as a kid who's, you know, like kids are not good at telling how old adults are. But like no. as a kid watching Power Rangers, you're like, something's wrong here. This Were they supposed to be teenagers? Yeah, they were in high school. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And in the 90s, like all high schoolers were played by octogenarians. Like yeah. that was, yeah. <laughs> that was the rule. Patrick Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen star in 21 Jump Street. <laughs> yeah. Go I was going to say Glee. <laughs> oh my God. Well, that I would love. Dave Helen some- Marin in Glee. <laughs> Dame Helen Mirren in my Spanish class. I want to get everyone from playing Shakespeare in the eighties that like eight part series of like how to play Shakespeare with like all of these great actors like Ian McKellen, David Suchet, uh, Judy Dench. I want all of them in Glee. That's what I want to see. <laughs> if I would like it to be Glee, like a, uh huh. It has to be that. I yeah. won't accept normalcy. Yeah. None. And you cannot break the fourth wall at all. You just have to treat no. them like, and all of the, like you have to cast regular kids around them and none of them ever question <laughs> Like Pen 15. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just have like, yeah. Yeah. Patrick started as the quarterback. Good. I like this. Well, I like he was this. Very, he was very athletic when he was younger. He was very athletic. He was quite buff. He really? still is a little bit. Oh yeah. I see I that. Mean, I'm pining for him uh, secretly. Yeah. I do think I would not I've heard before. Mm. Yeah, I do think I've heard before, Lucas, that you have a man crush on Patrick Stewart. Oh, yeah, definitely. Absolutely. He's just, he looks like a very tender lover. It's like him and Leonard Cohen that I'm just are, are convinced um, are and were tender lovers. I just, I'm, uh-huh. I just know it for sure. Uh-huh. They just. Okay. Because you've given this some thought and I really. Oh, yeah. I appreciate that. That's, oh, yeah. I identify I, with that. Charlie, are there That's any good. celebrities you think would be tender lovers? Just mm. off top. Um, I don't tend to like really crush over celebrities that much. Well, we're going to change um, But that. you know what? Well, no, I'm not going to say. Uh, 
I, I almost said Pedro Pascal, but no, I think Pedro Pascal is filthy. I think really. To, oh cite yeah. Your, cite your sources. What are your What are your reasons? Um, he has such a sharp sense of humor. He's mm. he's mm. and he's like clearly a, a kind, intelligent person right. who just is like he's so quick on the uptake and um and professional and buttoned up and all of those things with this like that little gleam in his eye mm. and the gleam in your eye in the bedroom tends to translate into choking. I think. Uh, am I wrong? No, you're absolutely well, right. Because if I'm you're not, not going to get choked in the bedroom, you're like neurotic. <laughs> yeah. There's the, hey, like, there's the gleam in your eye in the bedroom. Right and now. then there's like the, oh, oh, excuse me. Like, yeah. You know, Look, you- there are two positions choked and being choking and being choked. Those are the two <laughs> positions. You're, <laughs> you're either. And I think there are two wolves. <laughs> There are two wolves inside us all. They're choking each other. Uh, This is going to be a weird sentence for me to say, but I think being choked is like really in vogue right now. I I think that's true. (laughs) Yeah. I I think I would say what's in vogue is getting stepped on. There are a lot of people that love getting stepped on. That's not in vogue. Lucas, where oh. did you find this information? No, that's true. That's on TikTok too. And actually, oh, yeah. oh my God. Well, there's okay, also there's like so much I'm missing on. There's well, even on a backlash to like being stepped on. <laughs> yeah, it's all really? Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, well, the thing is like, there is, I think there's a video game coming out soon called Resident Evil. And there's like a nine oh. foot tall woman with, with big old titties yes. and a lot of people want her to step on to them. step on them. A lot of mm-hmm. people are, and a lot of people are making TikToks saying, please step on me. I saw and, that. I saw yeah. those TikToks. Yep. Yep. I and then too. there's, then there's just like, then there are TikToks about the choking. Like, oh yeah. That's- there's some people that like take the phone by and to make it look like that you're getting choked as like the viewer. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. There's a, there's a lot of freaky people on TikTok. A lot of it's place? not child friendly, but I'm not a child. So it doesn't bother me, Eddie. Yeah. Uh, it's a, it's chef's kiss. You love what, to see it. Can I ask you too, as TikTok content creators, what do you think drew you guys to making videos on there as opposed to like, you know, some people do like Instagram live. Some people throw all their energy into Twitter. Uh, some people don't do anything. The reason... Uh, the reason I got on TikTok was because a comedian, a friend of mine who I uh, <clears throat> who I was at an open mic with uh, back in February last year, um, he he just suggested getting on TikTok because he was already on there at the time, and he was like, "Yeah, just make videos. A great way to get followers, you know, grow your following and stuff." And and then the pandemic hit, and then I thought, "Oh, I want another creative outlet since standup mm-hmm. is available to me." And that was the reason I started doing stuff. Um, but Charlotte, I'm very curious, how and why did you start uh, making videos? I... I mean, I started on Twitter in like 2007. And uh, so I've been on there forever. I'm, and I joined Twitter because my dad joined it at the time. And like, I didn't want my dad to be cooler Alone. and edgier than I was. <laughs> no, I didn't want him to be cooler than me. And like, Twitter was still a pretty new thing then. So I was like, fuck, I gotta get on Twitter. Um, and so I've been on there forever. And I still, even though I've gone like viral a bunch of times, I still don't have like quite 10,000 followers um and it has in the last couple of years like it sort of plateaued my engagement there is plateaued and then in the last few years it has become a cesspool it's just become a lot less of a pleasant place to be and Mm. when the pandemic hit and tiktok started taking off 
that dovetailed with me losing my job. It was like, I've been out of a job for a year now. And so like a lot of people, and especially a lot of people my age, I joined it fully intending to just scroll, just waste time and do something that wasn't doom scrolling on Twitter. uh, But that was like a little bit more entertaining and see what the fucking kids are up to, whatever. Um, I never had any intention of making videos at all. And I thought if I did make videos, they would probably just be like lip sync videos because that's a thing that I'm kind of good at and it's easy. It's Mm. a cheating. It's a cheat code for making Mm -hmm. videos. So after like a few weeks or a month or so of being on TikTok, I made like a couple of those videos Mm -hmm. and it was fun. It was fine. Uh, And I realized it was a lot easier than I thought it was going to be. Like it wasn't quite as scary as I thought it was going to be. And then I, this one woman, this lesbian made a video asking, um, she's like, I've never had sex with men. What is it like to have sex with men? And so really thinking it was going to be this throwaway thing. I made a response explaining how having sex with men is like using a claw machine, uh, in an arcade. (laughs) It was a whole thing. Oh yeah. That that blew up and then it was just like pure it was just like pure serotonin and just like it was it was so funny like everyone was so funny the feedback was really positive and it was just like feeding the feeding the machine it was just crack so um I just kept doing it and then it got suddenly it was spider sex and uh, I I don't know it's it's easy it's fun it's positive I can be a know-it-all in 60 seconds or less, mm-hmm. this is the shit that I've done my whole life. And something about the format just lends itself to that better than other formats have so far. That um, makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, can I ask how you got into spider sex? <laughs> um, well, I know a lot about spiders because I have the same name as a famous one. And just as like a defense mechanism as a kid, you just like... Well, if people are going to make fun of me, then I'm going to learn all of the facts and I'll, I'll blind them with science. And by the way, like, <laughs> that doesn't work. Um, no. Don't use that as a strategy. You had a cool voice as a kid. <laughs> I sure did. Yeah, um, it's weird that you open your septum that way as an adult. Like, or what is it called? The like, the thing where you take the, that celebrities get that like, they take their nasaliness off the deviated septum. Is that oh. what it's called? Oh. Well, a deviated septum is actually like when your septum is physically like sort of moved to one side or the other and it like messes with your tonality a little bit. And so people get like a physical correction. It sometimes it changes your voice, sometimes it doesn't, I guess. But um I oh, never I actually knew what a deviated septum was until me now. neither, clearly. <laughs> you could have said it was a nose piercing, like the bull, like the bull ring. I would I would have believed. Well, this you. is your septum. I mean, that's your septum. This septum is your- piercing, okay. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so no, I don't, I don't know where that voice comes from though. I did, I did have a really shitty laugh. Like a, I laughed like goofy, like the Disney character he'll, goofy, he'll and I like had, that. <laughs> uh, I had to change my laugh because I got made fun of too much. Um, oh but, uh, I, yeah, so I don't know. I just learned a lot of spider facts, but by extension, like I've always been a curious person who's liked bugs mm-hmm. and, and animals and, yeah. I just absorb information about them and I'm also disgusting and, and uh, gross inside. Uh, I'm a gross lecherous, per, you know, so I just, you want to well, know. Well, first no, off, it's my turn. Stop self-deprecating. 
but I want, I want to hear you say, what do you think is like the grossest thing about you? What's Ooh. the grossest thing about me? What do, what do you think is the grossest thing about you? Great like question. Like legitimately, like, like the grossest thing that I like do, like the grossest. Well, you, well, you said like, yeah, I'm in a, I'm gross. I'm like, wait, I, I well, first open off, ended. Wait, I don't think about it. Can you set an example, Lucas? Will you set an example by telling me what, an example of, like, what's the grossest thing about you? And then I'll have a context for what that, what that means. Oh, I, I I have one that's that's very gross. Is that I sometimes take um, nail clippers and I clip off the calluses on on the soles of my feet. Oh, okay, okay. I see what you're saying. Um, sometimes I Gabby, how do you feel? <laughs> Not so We're about good. to go into gross territory. Okay. Um, I have a, a bad habit of like picking at my toenails. I have ADHD hmm. and I like pick at things. I can, mm-hmm. I'll pick at my face. I pick at my eyebrows, but like I'll pick at my toenails. And then when I feel the the edge of one starting to peel away, if it won't come off, if I can't just peel it off myself, I'll like go get a pair of scissors. Mm. And, and like, I, I if I can't find toenail clippers, I'm just like, I'll just, I'll just scissor them off. <laughs> You'll scissor your toes. <laughs> Very important. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So scissor your um, toes. I love scissoring my toes, but that's mm. not the grossest the thing about me. That's just the hottest thing of all. Mm. <laughs> Look, we're not here to king shame at all. Uh, I'm just explaining that it might not be the most like sanitary or reasonable behavior, mm. you know, because they make tools for that. And I don't, I, it's better than when I was a child. I used to chew my own toenails. <laughs> so oh, I've evolved past that. I think um, I definitely once tried when I was a kid. I was like, because I, I definitely went through a stage where I bit my nails, but then I saw someone say that it's really bad for your teeth, and I just immediately stopped the habit. I just in one second I stopped. Oh, but that must I, be um, nice to be able to just stop a habit. Yeah, I, just, I was I'm gonna just, say like, so like, mentally healthy. I'm uh, just like so awesome. Coming from you know? the perspective of someone who sucked her thumb until I was ten, and then again right? for a while as an adult in college. Yeah. I was chewing my hair until middle school. Like, oh, I chewed my hair too. Battle. Yeah, I, I chewed, chewed my, my hair in middle school. I have very long hair in middle school, and I chewed my hair as well. Oh, it's great! Like it's such a. I mean, but it's right there. Like, how can you not? Yeah, it's right there. No, literally, I saw someone do it. I was like, "Why are they doing it?" And then I started. I was like, "Why am I doing this?" But then I just started doing it again, and then a habit just formed. Mm-hmm. You there have to chew something. Yeah, you just have yeah. to. What am I gonna do? Raw dog it with my teeth? Just <laughs> what raw if I dog just have the nothing air? Nothing in my mouth. I need <laughs> yeah. to be stumped. Just I have to. I always have to have something in my mouth. What can I say? <laughs> um, don't care what it is. Don't care whose it is. Get oh, it in there. Oh, POV. Um, or this one of those TikTok POV things. <laughs> POV. Cavatica is ruined for you forever. Yeah. Thanks for coming. Wait, out, Gabby. Folks. Gabby, what do you think is the grossest thing about you? I was hoping you guys wouldn't ask me this because there's so many answers. That you can almost... lie and we would We never... have time. We have time. We do have time. Um, I won't lie because there's just too much to say. Um, big one. I wonder what my girlfriend thinks. Let me go ask her. Okay. Oh, this will be enlightening. Okay. Yeah. Oh, another right. thing about Gabby is that almost in, in almost every episode, she has to pee mid podcast. Um, oh, cool. So there is well, so there is a small chance we don't have to say it, but there is a small chance that this is just like a bit of subterfuge right now. Okay. All right. I respect yeah. that. Yeah. I'm about to burp. That's kind oh, of please gross, do it. I guess. Please let so, it out. There's just a little one. Oh, just a small one. Oh, um, that was cute. 
<laughs> yeah. And I don't know that that was the grossest thing about me either, by the way. That was a gross thing. Yeah. I didn't so, think it was that. It wasn't that. It, at the end of the day, you're still using a device which is meant to cut. It's just a bit unorthodox. Sometimes. That's the only thing. Yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes you just peel those bad boys off. Yeah. Anyway. Gabby, I have Gabby, the answer. Sorry, the gross police are here to catch me. Um, <laughs> this came up on another episode, but uh, because I have a phobia of cleaning my belly button, it's really dirty. Um, oh. And then uh, she says, although I don't agree that much with this one, that like sometimes it's gross that I will like lay on things with my outside clothes on. That's well, not, that's not that's that gross. Not, it's not that that's bad. That's not weird. That's not weird. We but want, we want, I want you to nothing. give, Gabby, I want you to give okay, me a reason to it. end this podcast. That's what Gabby, I want you to if say. I went upstairs and asked my fiance right now, what the grossest thing is about me. I am confident that we would then have to call our wedding off. Like, I don't think that, that like, I don't think I could stand to see the truth of myself. Oh, with, I've like, accepted it's it. It's not going to be I've good. always, I've you always understand? been gross. I chew I, on. I chew on all my pens and I used to, when I was a little kid, sure. I, used to, I used to chew on pencils to the point where um, <laughs> they would almost disintegrate and I, did that. Would, I would have to use like a new pencil. Uh, See, the thing is, that's also that's still too normal because like people normal. chew. Yeah, I, and I know fun thing, which is that the pen cap, the reason why it has a little hole at the end is so in case you If this is all normal, why did I get made fun of so much as a kid? Because I don't children are horrible. Because people because are horrible. Are That's- and they're hypocrites, too. They all had something gross. Kids are dumb. Their brains haven't yeah. finished cooking yet. Uh, they haven't. When I was in seventh grade, I wore the same three shirts on rotation. This isn't gross, but this is just cute. One of them said, no autographs, please. And I liked it so much <laughs> that I washed it as little as I could. I wore that shirt until it was a complete schmata. And then. Oh, <laughs> oh, I was a filthy, filthy child. I, and I had like two friends. Like, I'm, that's not hyperbole. I think I had like two friends through all of middle school. And I had, my hair was a longer, longer than it is now, but I didn't take care of it. It had these like, like I didn't wash, I didn't shower. So it had like these big rat's nests in it that my mom would try to oh, untangle same. and like was nothing doing. Um, have you guys seen, I, I talked about this in another video like a couple months ago, but have you guys seen The Breakfast Club? Please say yes. 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 Okay. Yes. So, you oh, know, there's, come there's on. Scene. We're not that young. I don't know. <laughs> there are a lot of reasons why people, I, there's so many movies I haven't seen. So well, that's a good movies. point. Yeah. Uh, so, um, you know, the scene where Ali Sheedy is like, she's done that drawing and then she's yes. like doing yeah, the dance I did that for real. And also I didn't know the breakfast club was a thing. So that it wasn't like ironic. It was just like, my head was gross and I had no situational awareness and I was disgusting all the time and I would draw in class. So I was failing that class and then I would be gross and then kids right. would make fun of me and I would cry alone in the bathroom. So, um, oh. I think like there are levels, there are levels of grossness that kids go through that uh, to hear that, like, a kid, I, I, I was oily on my butt once, or I don't know, like <laughs> I was oily on my butt once. I, don't know. I was oily. Yes. I've, that's the gross thing about me. Very oily on the butt <laughs> tend to be the oiliest butt person. My doctor says imagine. lots of people have it 15 to 20%. <laughs> I I also had like a rude, oil butt. I also had a rude awakening, not of oily butt, but of oily hair. 
I remember one time when I was four, because like it was, I don't know why, but showering just wasn't as big a concern for me when I was a kid. But I remember when I was 14, there was a day when I realized there was like an oily patch right in the center (laughs) of my head. And I realized that downing aircraft Mm, with the reflection. It was, and I, I remember I went to a water fountain and tried to put water in my hair, trying to like diffuse it. And I was trying to like, it doesn't mix. And then I would get, you know, but then I would go in the bathroom and I would get paper towels and I try to dry it to just like get rid. And then I, and then I was like, oh, I need to wash my hair much more frequently than I am doing now. That was, and then I, people, and people, it was so apparent. People would ask me about it. I would be like, yeah, some, it was a water balloon with paint and I tried to wash it out, but I wasn't so good. I was, (laughs) I made up. The lies the that lies, we would all make lies. up as a kid. I think the I cringiest know. thing about me as a kid, actually, it didn't have anything to do with habits of cleanliness. It was just that I would get like unnecessarily, I was an unnecessarily competitive child. Like I Ooh, remember we, when we lost a basketball game in the uh, in my little junior basketball league, I started crying to a point where it was not appropriate. And then like a mom came up to me asking what was wrong. And I knew that it was something like I was crying so much that she must have thought I was like kidnapped or something. So I made up some lie that my dog had run away over the course of the game. I've never had a dog. Oh. <laughs> never. You should have said like, my dog was kidnapped. Uh, like, little girl, should we make oh, some no. posters? She yeah. was just like, uh, I hope you find your, uh, hope you find your dog. Like she knew. <laughs> I was playing a basketball game. There was no dog. She was like, I've never been spotted with a dog. In my she was immediately regretting just even being involved in that conversation. Like, I, I would have honestly everything. respected her more if I if she'd been like, oh, "Fuck it, forgot I asked." Honestly, yeah, that's seriously. the most. That's the most shameful bit is when like an adult or someone else like <clears throat> realizes that you're lying, but just sort of goes along with you just to not embarrass you. Just like, and sure, you see you're them dumb. doing it. You're yeah, like, oh, that's fuck. We're all committed to the bit now. Oof. Oof, there's got to be a German word for that moment. Oh, yeah. Like, and then they'll like some, ask you a week later, like, hey, did you find your uh, leg or something? Like, and you're just like, fuck you. You, <laughs> you know, I didn't <laughs> find my know. dog. What are you doing here, Bill? What, what is have, your purpose? Would have been so this? crazy if my par- if I told my parents and they'd been like, well, fuck, now we have to get a dog. Like, now fucking... we have to go along with the bit. <laughs> throw now we have to get away. a dog and kill it. Like, great. <laughs> Like, uh, have, have you guys watched The L Word? I have no. not watched The L Word. It's an insane show. It's like the first, you know, network show that like features a lot of lesbians, but at the same time, it's like ridiculously written. And uh, there's one episode where one of the main characters, she like writes a book that gets critically panned by someone. Um, and the person who critically pans it is like also a lesbian. So she can't even blame it on like homophobia or anything. So she like finds out all about this critic's girlfriend and like gets close to the girlfriend, hears about the girlfriend's dog and then like offers to like babysit the dog for her. And then it's a really old dog. So she takes it to a vet and then it gets put down. So she basically kills somebody's dog because they gave her a bad review. Uh, oh my god so i was like that's what my parents would have to do they would have to adopt so dark i don't know why but that reminds me of this thing where like 
um, before babysitters accept like a baby that they're babysitting, if the like if, if it's in like a carrier, they have to wake the baby up to make sure that it's not dead, essentially, mm-hmm. because sometimes like if it's like a peripheral family member, they'll try to put blame on the babysitter instead of themselves. And so they have to like wake it up to make sure the baby is OK before they accept it into their care. That apparently this is a common enough thing where they're trying to push blame of like a death or, or bad health or sickness or something on a babysitter just to like save the blame from themselves. Whoa, I was a babysitter and I read a lot of babysitters club and I don't remember that. Um, it did not come up in the babysitters club. No, I, I remember didn't come that. up in the babysitters club. There was not no. a very special episode of that series, but uh, maybe there should have been. There's a lot of things that maybe should have come up in the babysitters club. Ketamine, you know, you don't hear about. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What is the babysitters club? Is this, is this a natural club? Is this a serious? I don't know actually what this is. Lucas, we're forgetting. We're forgetting. Lucas is a straight man, a heterosexual man. People keep asking him on TikTok if he's No, 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 no. If I, the men know about the babysitters club. They know. No, they don't. I don't think that's true. I, I don't. Excuse me. Excuse I me. Don't. I'm going upstairs. I'm going upstairs right now. I have to. I've got to. to do an experiment. You guys know that I'm committed to science. Okay. Right? Okay. Um, hang on. I'm. I'm, I'm gonna, so confused. I'm, gonna, I'm so interested to see what she's going to bring back. Honey, honey. Oh. Oh. Have you ever heard of the Babysitters Club? Mm-hmm. She says. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah any, any other thoughts? No, he says no. Okay, thank you. You've solved a problem for us. Uh, and now I need my dog to come back with me. Come on, Annie, leave him alone. Come on, come Annie's on. like, I heard of it. Annie's <laughs> like, I've heard of it as well. You could have uh, just played, been playing like a VO tape there, like just pressing <laughs> the monosyllabic. You could have like, just, uh-huh. right. uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, love it or to sound like Scooby Doo, like. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah i'm i'm marrying scooby-doo that's what's happening i'm also getting some water while i'm up but i can still talk okay. to you so it's yeah, fine cool. but I, um, I, what is the babysitter's club the I babysitter's still don't club was a beloved book series that has recently been adapted into a netflix series that oh. i've not yet watched but i should um about a group of uh precocious girls in middle school who decide to form a babysitting club uh, they use this as an opportunity to like work through their differences and make friends and learn responsibility. And like each, each one of the girls was, you know, it was like a type represented mm-hmm. some archetypes. There was I like see. the sweet homeschool type girl with the single dad who had like a tragic, like her mom died tragically and she like was really sweet and well-mannered, but over the course of the series, she like learn to take her hair down a little bit and then there was like the artsy asian girl who was super cool who everybody wanted to be and there was the tomboy mm-hmm. you know they're all like the types gotcha gotcha um i would say arguably the babysitters club pioneered those types they didn't yeah it would be it would have been so funny if it was just like well that is so classic i mean just <laughs> artsy yeah. girl with the single dad working out her age it's like that's not I necessarily mean, well, a type before the babysitters club I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't know that it was a type or not a type. I know that when I started reading those books, 
uh, I immediately identified with Marianne. I was like, oh yeah, that's me. Like mm-hmm. at the at the time, that was me. Clearly more of a Christy now. We'll talk we'll talk about that another time. Uh, Gabby. Gabby, I wanted yeah. to ask you, like you mentioned the L word. I have you ever met a straight dude who has seen the L word? Because I don't know. I've I no, know I don't the, think the people, so. The people I know who have seen the L word are you and Chris Sure. <laughs> At least I lesbians. think Chris Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I I don't think I've ever met a straight man who's watched the L word. Yeah. And, um, okay. Question two: How would you how would you have reacted if I was like I, I've seen every episode? Yeah, I love the show. It's my favorite. <laughs> I would be so happy. I would be like, that's yeah. great. We can talk about it together. I think you should watch it at least the pilot. I, I I'll, I'll check it out. I'll check it out. I, okay. I haven't seen it either, and it's been around like forever. So. Um... And you are homophobic because of it. Yes. That's why. Um, That's that's correct. No, I just I'm I'm just shitty about watching movies and TV. No, you're just homophobic just because. And you know what? Just accept it. It's okay. It's okay. (laughs) Okay. Thanks. Thanks, guys. I feel so validated. Uh I'm gonna make this is a a notoriously anti-gay podcast. (laughs) (laughs) It's also I think I'm in the wrong place. Um It's also a running gag that um, uh, that like something we care about on this uh, podcast is a straight male representation that I am just very underrepresented in, in media. And that's what we have to show and pride ourselves in on this podcast. I really we, support that. We have a lot that. of straight pride here. We really exactly. Okay. Well, um, I I am incredibly straight myself and um, I'm just really glad that Somebody finally could speak for straight white women mm. who, mm. as you all know, just don't have don't have much of a voice um, exactly. in the in the liberal media. The live, so. laugh, love posters only go so far <laughs> <laughs> until That's you right. can get real representation up in here. I, I can just support your local of, straight white woman. <laughs> what if I just do the rest of podcasts like this, guys? Hey, so it's me, Kellen. I'm Helen. Um, <laughs> I'm getting bachelor flashbacks. Don't do it. Okay. Oh, that was. Yeah. I've never heard Kellen before. That was. That was inspired. That was. That was perfect. That was Kellen pristine. is spelled K E L L Y N. It's spelled K E L L Y. And I actually did know a Kellen who was nothing like that. Um, really actually yes yeah. Kellen, Kellen and in fact I'm concerned that if this if the Kellen that I knew ever got wind that I had in any way been making fun of her or her name she would kill me while I slept so um Kellen, Kellen fight at dawn there, <laughs> fight for your honor is Kellen the there, sister of Helen Keller Kellen Keller no, Kellen God. Heller <laughs> Kellen Heller classic spoonerism uh <laughs> no i don't think so but um i will come up with a backstory for the kellen that just came out of me mm. yeah Later. I, well, maybe I, that could be like my new tiktok persona oh i, I that's need a to good see idea. it i need to maybe if you watch the season of the bachelor you can insert her into the house with the other girls i don't know if i could survive a season of the bachelor i've yeah. never watched the bachelor i don't know, I don't know the I bachelorette i find to be much better than the bachelor and i say that because I hate watching, not to be this person on Twitter or whatever, but I just- Be that person. I hate watching the women like go at each other's throats. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
I like watching the men like go at each other's throats <laughs> because mm. that that's is, empowering. They so this last season of The Bachelorette, um, they had two guys who were mad at each other because one of them, I guess they switched out The Bachelorette halfway through. So there was one Bachelorette <laughs> like brought in like oh. an understudy. <laughs> That's literally what happened. Basically, there was one girl and then she like started falling specifically in love with this one guy. And she was like, I want to cut the entire process short, get a process from this one dude and then leave the franchise. So and there's, a, there's all these theories that production pushed her out, whatever. But and then they just had like a girl on standby uh, who came out the bitch. Yeah, they just <laughs> she was an understudy. I don't know. But they they had this girl on standby and then two of the guys got mad at each other because one of them was like well i think chasen is using all the same adjectives to describe claire as he was to describe taisha it makes you wonder if you are like- these all real names uh chasen is that real chasen that- yeah there was oh. a there was a jason and there was i feel chasen. like my spleen no. got punctured god damn it <laughs> Wait, Gabby, I wanted to ask, like, what is the general, like, difference in vibe between, like, the women fighting each other over a bachelor versus men fighting each other over a bachelorette? What's the difference in, like... The men are a little more, like, passive-aggressive, um, hmm. and the women are more actively aggressive, at least on the seasons I've seen, because I'm very new to Bachelor Nation, um, but... God, this is so cursed. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> and yet... I can't stop watching. It's terrible. The the Bachelor franchise right now is embroiled in a lot of controversy, and it's correct to be. Wow. I've even read some of this controversy. Controversy, like there's some racial controversy, right? With yeah. the hosts. The host stepped uh, down. About it. The host. Wait, what? Why the host? He, did down? he? He stepped down. The host stepped down. Yeah, because he did an interview. Basically, the girl who's rumored to. So this is the host of the Bachelorette. There's the host of The Bachelor and The Bachelorette are the same person. His name's Chris Harrison. Oh, He he did an interview about like a front runner for The Bachelor's Heart who it's significant because this bachelor is the first black bachelor ever. And this girl's a white girl from Georgia. And she (laughs) had some Mm. photos that were taken of her in like 2018 at like a plantation themed party. Which Uh. It was a plantation themed sorority party. As I recall reading. So a sorority party. Yeah. Yeah. And apparently that was like very in vogue that year. Like, the, well, the, that's the, what Chris Harrison said. I yeah. disagree because I, I was alive in 2018 and I never went to a plantation themed sorority party, nor did I care oh. to. In 2018, I, remember, I had an office job. I remember <laughs> seeing like a video of like, it was like, a welcome video for a sorority and it was just like all like blonde women of the same height with exactly mm-hmm. the same facial feet and like in the identical dresses and it looked like it looked like something out of midsummer but just like a little bit more polished and it was just like welcome it was like it was i remember really this crazy. it was the one that was like we're so glad you're finally here yeah that's oh my it. god it yes. just oh my god and it was like just a slew of stepford wives right out of central casting like yeah 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 it's in no small un- part it was that kind of vibe that really made me afraid of greek life when i was in college for like for both frats and sororities it oh, just yeah, no, it creeped me the up. whole thing is it's it's all just assembly line 
toxicity. And I, I went to a smaller liberal arts college where we didn't even have Greek life at all. Oh, what that college was, was that? Uh, Catawba College and oh, nice. little, little college in a little town in North Carolina. And I got, I quietly got my English degree and said, thank you very much. Uh, and had nothing to do with whatever the fuck a rush week is. <laughs> I don't even fucking know. I don't know. I don't know what any of that shit is. We didn't do that. We didn't yeah. have that. Um, yeah, that's, that's good because you weren't missing out. We also didn't, I didn't have that in my college. I went to college no. in the city, but yeah, to answer your question, Lucas, Chris Harrison went on the air and he went on an interview with uh, the person hosting the interview was the first black bachelorette from a few seasons ago. Okay. And she started interviewing Chris Harrison about everything that had happened. And uh, he was like, you know, we all need to approach the situation. With he put a his little compassion, oh. a little grace. He, no. Yeah. He folded like a stack of cards. It was- and then uh, she was like, so that was, a, uh, you know, surely, you know, that that was at a plantation party. And Chris Harrison was like, well, I don't know. You know, maybe it wasn't considered woke now, but in, in 2018, that's perfectly fine. And- well, well, I, th- yeah. I, well, I thought you were going to say like, oh, in 2018, it was very woke to have a party at like at a plantation. <laughs> no, he pulled this like they didn't know any better. Lots of other sororities were doing the same thing. You can probably hear my dog squeaky toy now. She's Aww. just Aww. super helpful. Plus. The moment I sit down to try to record something, that is when she wants to really I love it. I genuinely love it. Um, she should. As she should. I'm happy for her to be here. Hey, Annie, can you come here, friend? It's her house. You're just living in it. Can can we, like, here, not that anyone's going to see this, but, like, if oh, please. she really wants to. Oh, they to might. Oh. Oh. So, that's hi, hi. little. Hi. Can we, oh. Do you want to like show the people your cool thing? Because I'm not going to play with that with you right hi. now. So if you're watching right. on YouTube, oh yeah, oh, yes. if you're if you're YouTube? not watching on you, yeah, it's going to go to YouTube. If you're not oh, okay. watching on YouTube, oh. you should because this is a cute ass dog. Okay, well here I'll give you ad- something for with like, an adorable Christmassy chew toy. Uh, yeah, so this is from her bark box, and it's actually a Valentine's Day like sriracha. Oh. Let's spice it up. Oh, that's sriracha. Thing. Oh, I love yeah, it. Yeah, on the back, it's got a list of nutrition facts. Like it's a whole. It's a whole thing. Yeah. So, oh. all right, oh. friend, you're you're good. Can you can you go to bed? Come on, go to bed. Go go to bed. My heart oh. is too oh. frail. Keep going. Keep going. Oh, well, she's going to go try and hang out uh, in the bedroom, which she can't do because the door is closed right now. Charlotte, because, you, you need yeah. to know I, I live alone and like the pandemic has made me want a dog so badly. Get but a I dog. Don't. Why and don't you I, have a dog? But this is the wrong time in life for me to get a dog. I don't I don't think it's the right time to have like the responsibility of a life. I want to be able to like travel for potential stand-up and shit. And so, yeah, and it's just. I just know it's not the right time, but I want a dog so Oh, God. Okay, well, when when it is the right time, I will be very yes. happy for you to make that choice. Oh, yeah. It yeah. will be the best. I, I can't uh, wait for there to be a meerkat dog. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. So By the way, I, I found call it Timon. <clears throat> oh, Timon. Just get a meerkat. Oh, yeah. my God. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. Yeah. By the way, I found the audio clip from that sorority clip you were referencing. Oh, I can play it God. into the mic. Ready? Oh, please. Okay.
All right, here's is, where I am on this. That sounds like it's from a horror film. That I sounds think, like it's from a horror so film. So I'm starting to realize that they dubbed it with horror music. I can't find the uninterrupted. Oh. Also, for some reason on YouTube, I'm, I haven't visited my YouTube channel in like 40 years. I am subscribed to Florida Georgia Line. Don't know why. Never listened to Florida Georgia the band? Line. Oh. Yeah, the band or That's the okay. person. But I'm not like a fan of this person. Like, I'm not not a fan. I'm pretty neutral, but I don't know why it's the only person I'm subscribed to. I like the idea that you get drunk and subscribe to random accounts on YouTube. I must have gotten drunk. Maybe maybe it was one that meant to be banger came out with uh, BB Rexia and Florida Georgia Line. That's the only Florida Mm. Georgia Line song I know. That sounds like a very specific reason that stuck in your memory. Maybe I got drunk in 2018 and hit the wrong button. You're like, I love it so much. I'm going to show you love. Subscribe. I'm going to like and subscribe. I love the idea that you're going to wake up in like a year and you're going to see that you're like, your Discover Weekly on Spotify is just all Florida Georgia line. And you're like, how did this happen? And you'll be like, and they'll be like, you, this is all you listen to, dude. Just since 2018 come on where have you been you know this uh i i mean i know sororities are like i don't want you guys to get letters and i don't want to get letters from anyone who's like why are you pitting women against women why are you anti-sorority they have a lot of benefits and i i'm not dunking on women for being young blonde and in a sorority i'm I'm not dunking on women i'm dunking on the god (laughs) I'm dunking on the concept, like the modern concept of the sorority and the way that it encourages this like homogeneity of personalities where like, you know, you have to, it's it the, the pageantry of being yeah. a type and like following a path of like, oh, you go, you go to the sorority and you like, you participate in these activities with this kind of person and that will give you this kind of life with this kind of person from this kind of fraternity. And it's like this very, like you, and then it's, it's the same thing as checking the box. You go to college and then you graduate and then you get married and you have babies and you, and you get a retirement and then you die. And it's this very, like that line is fine for some people to follow. And if they pick that for themselves, great. But you can't make those decisions when you're 18 years old. You're a moron. You don't have any life experience or context yet to know whether that's the right thing. You don't, you only know whether that was right in hindsight. And by that, it's definitely like, yeah, that's definitely part of just like a larger narrative of what like you're supposed to do as and like American life, like popular, like, you know, you play football in high school or you do cheerleading and then you, and then you go to college for frats, sorority, Mm -hmm. house in the suburb, all that. So it's just like all that shit. It's, yeah it's very <laughs> 50s picket fence it gives exactly. me a bad taste yeah. in my mouth and that's why i didn't choose it a lot of people still will uh and if that's like the aesthetic that a particular young woman wants to go for that's fine uh i i hope that that ends up serving that individual well later um but it's it is disconcerting to see that much of it in one place is, yes. That's I think that's all like anybody's responding to when they see like, look, we must observe that this is the same body type uh, and the same voice uh, yeah. in the same place. And that doesn't seem natural. <laughs> like, Absolutely. I do know there are all Ooh. kinds of sorority. There are sororities for the worst people in the world. And then there are sororities for like people who are like 
wouldn't join a typical sorority but want to pay for a school social life um mm. I don't know. I think it's case by case, but for the most part, yeah, I, agree. I think it's crazy when, cult. Like when you want to be progressive, but you still want to lose a lot of money. Just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, uh, he, yeah. yeah. Lucas, let's see if any of our listeners are in sororities this mm, week. Yes. Um, Charlotte, this is a segment for which, you know, you can give advice. You can tell everyone to fuck off. Anything on that spectrum is fine. I love uh, giving advice. Oh, God, help me. I love giving advice. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, so... You're perfect s- for this. Somebody mm-hmm. said, hi, you two. Love the podcast. Um, thank you. I have a friend who has a hand fetish but a foot phobia. What are your thoughts on this? Whoa! I'm... I am... I am awake. <laughs> I'm... <laughs> Hand fetish, foot phobia. And then they just say, what are your thoughts? Yeah. Like, that's the question. What are your thoughts? Yeah, it's not always advice. <clears throat> Sometimes we ask for, like, people's fears instead of, like, situational things to give mm. advice on. Gosh. I, I for one, um, don't think feet and hands are that similar. So I get it. Um, I think the only yeah. reason feet and hands are linked together is because to use a uh, 10th grade English vernacular, they're, they're foils of each other. You know, the, the foot is the foil to the hand. Interesting. It, does, it doesn't mean they're actually that similar. So I understand. Their, their internal anatomy is somewhat similar, but obviously yeah. they serve very different functions. Yeah. I can't uh, grab a titty with lot, my foot. It would be a lot more confusing if you were a different primate. <laughs> Cause they got the, they got the foot thumbs right. and that would be, yeah. that would, that would put a wrench in the works. But, um, yeah. but I think it's very easy. You just you keep things above a certain level in the body and you're happy and <laughs> I, sexual and away, away with the fairies. You're, you know, I just want to know how a foot phobia manifests in this context. Is this a phobia of other people's feet? Is this a phobia of feet own. in general? Like, do you scream every time you have to put on your own shoes? <laughs> Or... I definitely know of people that just like a really, I'm not sure if it's necessarily a phobia, but they really don't like feet. They don't want to see anyone's feet. They yeah. they handle their own, but they don't like to handle, their, handle your feet. I don't want to hear about your feet. Handle it. Handle your feet. Your um, feet are out of control. Keep them under control. Yeah. You know, yeah, when I like misogynists are like, control your woman. It's like, control your feet. <laughs> control your feet. <laughs> I don't uh, see that. I feel like there's uh, people overuse the word phobia when they mean distaste. Mm. Yeah. You know, like, you know, like I, I can understand feet like squicking you out. Like I'd rather no, I'd rather not see feet. Like and and me personally, like I don't really get the whole foot thing. I don't paint my toenails. Like I think of feet as like tools. They're like hammers. They're supposed to be gross and calloused and not beautiful they're the thing that puts you in contact with the place where the animals shit like it's not they're not glamorous and it's kind of weird to me when people try to make them pretty Mm. um and I've never like yearned for someone to like suck on my toes or like honey let me like try and jerk you off with my feet like or whatever I don't know what that is I don't know the logistics of that wouldn't even 
But, I think it's a lot of like, it's, I, don't, I think, is it this? I don't oh, please know. Demonstrate. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't seem practical. You know what I'm saying? Or, so, or, or conversely, you, your feet could be stationary and it's a person's penis who goes in and out. Right here. Put it there. Yeah. I also find out whether you've got good arches or not, you know? Like, <laughs> oh my God. Flat feet. <laughs> your husband's like, fuck you. Flat feet. Oh. <laughs> What if someone has like a kink specifically for flat feet? They just want someone does. <laughs> someone just I mean, maximize surface area. <laughs> just rule thirty-four. That's like yeah. Thir- oh my god, you rule know? thirty-four is terrifying. <clears throat> rule thirty-four. So I mean, a foot fetish like that's fucking fetish one hundred and one. Like that's super yeah. fucking vanilla. Somebody not to, has a foot. Not fetish. to mention hand. F- they said they have a hand fetish, but a foot phobia. In the same way you you say you think the word phobia. <laughs> is overused i actually think the word fetish is overused like for example last oh, week yeah. we had yeah. someone say they had like a fat kink and w- but we read the post and it was like i think this you're person just was att- you're just attracted to bigger you're people attracted yeah that's, that's it. fine it's an attraction yeah yeah it's an attraction which is I, fine I it's fine to have a prep yeah i'm trying to envision like as maybe an april fool sort of situation if you were dating this person like how does that how does that manifest with being like, hey, and then just showing them your foot? Like are they like, ooh, <laughs> ah, ooh, <laughs> like can you really fuck with somebody I was, that way? I was imagining, you know that thing on TikTok. What if it's people, this? Like, is it is this neutral? Like I think that's I think that's neutralize one or the interest. other. Yeah, I think it's a conflict. I don't think it neutralizes <laughs> Wait, Charlotte, have you seen that thing on like TikTok where people put like pants over their head and like a sweatshirt over their pants and they'll like, and yeah. they'll like run around as it, but it looks like they're upside down. I'm wondering what is how this that app? Would... What is happening? It's very strange. No it's knows. a strange and beautiful place. <laughs> it's, it's wonderful. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I guess my thoughts are, um, seems normal. Seems yeah. fine. I think that's hands the are beautiful consensus. feet are weird. Yeah. No, it's it's right because yeah. if they were like, I have a foot fetish, but a hand phobia, I'd be like, well, that's just impractical. But the other way around yeah. seems fine. So, yeah. uh, I think your friend listener is just going about their life in a pretty normal way, and uh, uh, don't murder anyone. That's all I have to say yeah. about that. Um, oh, okay. I have one that I th- this is mm, this is mm, this is mm, um, okay. I don't have any interesting gossip, but the most interesting thing that has happened to me was getting my back blown out by Harry Styles in a lucid dream. Oh, okay. So did we read this one? Your... If we did, did I want to. I still want to hear Charlotte's thoughts. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm going. Th- I'm going through like old responses. I in from we might not have, but I I still want to hear. What do you think? Yeah, I don't remember talking about this one in like a loose, like this. Yeah, Charlotte, what are you? It's important to me that they clarified that it was a lucid dream because if yeah. it's a lucid dream, they made this choice. Oh, this yeah. wasn't some random manifestation of their subconscious. The dream was going along and they were like, you know what needs to happen next? Like, <laughs> I need to get railed in this very specific way. Um and I'm I'm happy for that person. Um, yeah. But was that person Olivia Wilde? We wrote in. <laughs> <laughs> that she was like, I need to make this a reality. <laughs> uh, I lucid dreamt it, and it came true. And I cast him in my movie. Yeah, they just that, fucking manifested it. Like, good for them. That Once is a, that is a level of confidence where you have a dream and you're like, I'm gonna make this happen. Mm-hmm. That would. I now want it to be Olivia. I want her to be a secret listener. 
I really want it. Yeah. Oh, that would be amazing. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. As a fellow lucid dreamer, I completely support this. Like use your powers oh. for evil for sure. Are you what? lucid dream? Oh yeah. Oh, that's yeah, yeah. a, I wish I, I wish I had one, but I've never had one. Have, yeah. What is, what has been the coolest thing you uh, made happen? Um, it, I mean, I don't know how my memory of, of any given dream is not great. I mean, routinely it's shit like, you know, you can fly, but like, you don't just fly or you can like summon a dragon and fly on it. Uh, right. I mean, I mean the shit that I usually use and, and I don't lose a dream a hundred percent of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we're not Rockefellers. Fucking, but usually it's when I'm having a nightmare and the nightmare is about to get real bad and I can just mm. nope out of it. Wow. Uh, that's, that's fantastic. That's just like, whoop, here we go. That is useful. Because most people, it's when they're having a nightmare that gets bad, they just wake up. Right, but that's, and that's, yeah, but that's what I do. Or, yeah. or you can like turn every, it's like you can fucking go full Thanos and like turn everything to bubbles, you know, or just like, mm. change, you're just like, nope, different scene and cut. And you just go just go somewhere else you make it less scary uh or sometimes you do the weird shit where you're like no i'm feeling the fear let's lean in let's make it Mm. grosser like let's see how terrified i can be before i piss my (laughs) pants and wake up should i make out with hitler (laughs) (laughs) again um um i have you know what i have like and this all sounds like some weird pseudoscience shit and it's not this is like this you're dreaming is weird and i'm not saying dreams are prophetic or anything like i don't think that when you're dreaming, you go to the fucking astral plane you're saying that yes i respect I, I don't respect that but i respect your confidence in saying that it depends on the dream if the dream happened in 2019 and it was like there's going to be something called the novel coronavirus <laughs> we'll all be locked inside our homes for years that but would that, be that would be important i'd be like that's pretty yeah. prophetic but everything else i'm not so sure Right, right. And I don't know that anybody like had that dream. If they did, I hope that person comes forward. I mean, actually, they were, that's is... not helpful to us now, but um what in 2019 I was talking to my aunt Rhea and she told me about a woman called Baba Vanga, who was a Bulgarian mystic, I believe, who was Ooh, blind no more. and made a bunch of predictions uh going as far as 2050. Um, and apparently, she apparently predicted 9-11, among a bunch of other um, uh, historical events, and she's apparently 80% correct. Um, but she did mm. also say that um, she apparently predicted that Donald Trump would become the president and said that he would get a fatal illness in 2020. Who is but she how, the Simpsons? Who could corroborate this? I was going to say this is a Simpsons thing. I would need corroboration because and it would be very easy to say that like in hindsight now who was who else was there how could we prove well, that she died she died before the year 2000 but well, she, she didn't predict that going... well she didn't predict that did she yeah did well, she you know she's us? not 100% correct I also don't be- <laughs> I also don't believe in fortune tellers but I really right, right, like this story I, I want that to be true like I do want that to be true yes I do. Same. and but that was only a caveat like what I'm about to say is that like I'm gonna make some weird proclaim proclamation about like the role dreams serve in my greater life because that's not what that is i'm simply realize i've realized that my dreams are like the recurring dreams that we all have hmm. for me are like they fall into sort of buckets uh obviously i i assume everybody here has had some iteration of like the being naked on stage dream mm-hmm. or like losing your teeth or your hair or like some weird like 
standard dream neurosis manifestation. And then I have like, I have dragon dreams. I'm calling them dragon dreams Mm -hmm. where I'm like flying or flying like as a dragon or with a dragon or like being a cool mythical beast through the air. Mm -hmm. Then they're like the quote mermaid dreams where I'm swimming and they're very serene and peaceful. Yes. Uh, And then there are the alien dreams. By alien, I mean full on fucking xenomorph, like very specific H.R. Giger shit. Uh, And those dreams the worst ones are when I am being chased by somebody who has a chest burster that's about to explode and I can't see it, but I know it's going to What happen. is a chest burster? If it's I from the have alien you seen movies. The alien, films? alien movies. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> yep. Yeah, yeah. It's horrible and it's, it's the whole body horror thing. And I, I hate, horror, like, I don't watch horror films, but Same. I've got, I, like, I am a, not a horror person. I don't yeah. like it. No, no, thank you. Mm-mm. See, the scariest dream I've had recently was that I accidentally got a much large, larger version of the same tattoo that I already have and that I didn't know how to stop the tattoo people from removing it. Uh, so I don't know why really, but I, I wish I could lose a dream my way. life, I think. Like. <laughs> Well, can I say I've never had that? I've never had those classic dreams of like being naked in front of like a bunch of people or losing my teeth, but I have heard lots of people have those. But for a while, I had a series of dreams where I would get superpowers, but with weird restrictions. Like mm-hmm. I had a, I, okay. I had two dream, two dreams that I remember. One was that I had the ability to fly, but I could only go three feet above the ground. Oh yeah, you were saying this. Oh <laughs> yeah. my god, that's and that so I could, funny. And I and like I could go as fast as possible. I could be zipping around, and people would be like, "Why don't you fly higher around like skyscrapers and shit?" And I'll be like, "I can't. I can only fly three feet above the ground." And that I can't was it. Do that it was while whole... you're watching. <laughs> and then I, and then I also had a dream where I had super strength, but I could only punch or lift things that were colored beige. Mm. <laughs> And why wouldn't you? And yeah. why wouldn't you? It's the worst color. Just that's still beat actually, the shit out of the beige beige color. That's still a lot of things. Like there are a it lot of still... beige things in this world. There Your are, West you know? Elm couch is going down, bitch. <laughs> You're a menace in a pier one. Like, oh my god, freak. Well, I'm know, a menace in a pier one for other reasons. For Love me a pier one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so okay. I guess our advice to this person is, uh, keep doing what you're doing. Keep getting yeah. your back blown out by Harry Styles. <laughs> keep getting that dream dick. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So here's an yeah. interesting one. And I think this will be our last one because it's yes. going to set off a really interesting conversation. Um, Ooh, I'm excited. So my friend recently asked me how to get over someone. And I realized that I don't actually know. Every time I've gotten over an ex or a crush, I just find a new one to fixate on. That doesn't sound too healthy, but I don't know how to stop. It's not like I'm not working on myself and enjoying being single. I'm an independent boss bitch, yada, yada. And I know I don't need someone to complete me, but sometimes I just want one, you know? I don't know. Maybe I'm just a simple, hopeless romantic, but how do you actually get over someone? And then they said, adding on to the previous submission about getting over someone, specifically, I mean, if it ended on good terms. If the person, if I realize the person is a complete asshole, I don't have a problem getting over them. They're lost. It's more when relationships don't work out due to the logistics, like long distance, wrong time, emotionally unavailable, unrequited Mm -hmm. feelings, et cetera. When you still have a place for that person in your life, 
just not romantically, but your simp heart. I love that line. Simp heart still plays over the what ifs and what could have beens from time to time. And then you tell yourself, stop. We don't like this person like that anymore. Remember, it didn't work out. How do you get over that part? I don't think I'm the only one with this struggle, but I don't hear about it as often. Do you have similar experiences and what are your hot takes? I have an idea. Talk about this for a long time, but you go first. (laughs) Yeah, I think the I think the first thing to do is to stop. I think it's okay to say I'm still into this person. I still have feelings Mm -hmm. for this person. I still fucking love this person. I still wish it could work. And like, just express those feelings either through therapy or maybe keeping a journal, just like getting all of these words out of you and being honest with how you feel and trying not to suppress anything. Um, And then maybe even possibly trying to examine like the Mm -hmm. ways it could work or just reminding yourself of the reason of the reasons why it's not, why it can't work. And then just, honor whatever yeah just honor whatever feelings or thoughts you have and try not to express it and try to get all of the thoughts and words you have out um that's yeah. what i have to say i mm-hmm. think i would i would add to that is um i don't know that there <laughs> is a way to get over somebody like that in you know the kind of way that we all want to get over people where we're like mm. it's you know closed open and shut case uh, I would say one thing that you can do is just keep talking to friends. Um, obviously, yes. you can't like see people necessarily right now that often uh, in person. So like FaceTime and calling people, just like even if you don't feel like it, just talking to friends and family and, um, you know, it, it's it's fair enough to be like a person should be alone with themselves. And I agree. But at the same time, friends make you feel better and distract you and that's always nice because you don't need to overthink your shit all the time you know we all yeah if they're the kinds of friends who are real friends who will be honest with you they will keep you honest and reminding you of like why that relationship ended and the Mm -hmm. decisions that you made and and try to help steer you away from falling back into bad habits there are so many variables here. I don't know how old this person is. I don't know like what, what their justifications are for their relationships ending. I don't know what the scenario is right now that had them thinking about this. Uh, God, I have so many thoughts. I am a reformed serial monogamist. I mean, mm-hmm. I dated almost constantly from- Well, you have a fiance, so I don't know how reformed you really are. <laughs> Well, and that, so that's, and that's an interesting case for me because that, that fiance is a person who I broke up with and and then stayed, stayed apart from for like a year. Um, And it was an amiable breakup. We weren't happy about it, but it was, we had reasons and Mm -hmm. I had reasons and um, it was, it was one of those things where like, he he wasn't ready to be in a relationship it was no it was no right. hard feelings but like mm. he wasn't ready um and after i i broke up with him i my my family loved him all my friends loved him everybody mm. in this fucking city loves him um and i was asked often over the course of the next year like would you ever get back with that person and i always said no not because i'm not fond of him but because I felt like I didn't want him to think that I was settling, you know, like I'd failed in another, in other relationships. And so I was just falling back to like the familiar. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I was, 
I was legitimately surprised when I found myself going back that direction. And that mm-hmm. was, that happened for a lot of complicated reasons, but I, the reason I set up that I'm a serial monogamist is that at, at least I was through my late twenties, mm-hmm. um, is that I'm still friends with a lot of those people. And, and a couple of them still live in this same city. My, the ex, the guy that I moved here with from college and dated for five years, like he's married and has a kid. And like, I was at their wedding and I still, they were here just a few weeks ago. I I think they're great. Um, But how did you get over that initial, like, right? yeah. Yeah. So the way that I got there and the way that I got there every time ultimately is distance. You have to, and like, so after I don't think you would mind my using his name. The guy that I moved here with, Lauren, L-O-R-E-N, Lauren. Um, he's, he was tremendous. And we moved here right out of college. Mm-hmm. We had a lot in common. We were both pretty mature for our ages, but we reached a point, you know, in our at that point in our early 20s, where we realized like we we didn't know shit about shit. We hadn't, and and we thought we might get married. Mm-hmm. But we also thought, like, are we, we don't know. We don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, like, wh- we don't have enough context. And what if we're wrong? You know, do we want to be that couple that's divorced by the time we're 30? Right. Um, because we jumped into something because it was familiar and it had momentum instead of, right. like, it was actually the right thing to do. Right. So we broke up. Um, and, and it was really painful because we loved each other. And for a couple of months, like we still tried to be in each other's orbit and not, I mean, platonically, but those feelings were still there every time. And he was the one who had the the thinking at one point, he called me while I was at work and he was like, I can't see you anymore. Mm. Um, Mm. And it's nothing to do with you. It's not because I don't love you. It's because I want to maintain our relationship in the future. And I have to live my own life. I have to walk away for a while. And we didn't speak for a, a year. Um, and I kept that in mind in every subsequent relationship that I had, because at the end of that time, we were able to sort of like, we moved on to other people and tried other things out. And I tried being a dirty slut for a little while. And that was fun. Um, and made some mistakes, you know, and by the time we got to be friends again, that initial chemistry had like passed and that push there's like, after you break up with someone, there's this like tension, it's so easy to sleep with somebody that you just broke up with. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. Everything comes back. Uh, you have to let all that die down. Um, yeah. And then you'll, then you kind of know. And the only, you've got to like delete them from your phone. Uh, Absolutely. You, you do. Mm. You know, and you have to have people in your life who are like, you're not hanging out with them. Are you? <laughs> yeah. You're not, are you? uh delete them from facebook block them on facebook block them on like well get get, it hurts but that's the only thing to do Mm -hmm. yeah and then after all that time like and that's what i did with what what i ended up doing with the guy that i'm marrying now like i i went and i had a catastrophic liaison let's say with somebody who turned out to be a real disappointment let's say mm-hmm. um and turned out to be a dragon it turned out to be yeah turned out to be harry yeah. styles blowing her oh. back out but it was all it was <laughs> so, all a dream <laughs> oh lucas you have no idea how accurate that is um 
and yeah and and so after that whole thing it it sort of dovetailed with like me and Clark Kent coming back into one another's lives and then I had like he'd he'd made some life changes and I'd had some life Mm. experiences and we both realized like okay maybe we do want to do this but you have you've got all that time in the middle so that's a pretty long way of saying if if you want to be sure if you want to stop the inertia of just like being in relationships because it feels nice or because you have no reasons not to be um just like put a hard stop on, on all of your exes and go live your life by yourself that's really Fun. good yeah that's really I good s- advice yeah i think i saw I'll, I'll keep this brief but i think i saw like a storybook or something a little cartoon that sort of i think is a pretty good analogy that like there's this triangle that fits into a circle and that the circle decide and the circle is not available anymore and this triangle isn't able to roll and the triangle won't text you back and then exactly yeah. <laughs> yeah but the but someone but someone tells the triangle just try rolling it's going to be tough at first because you have like a lot of sharp mm. points and hard edges mm-hmm. and it's and so this triangle really pushes up and just slams on the ground it's painful and and it was like oh that was tough and but then it's just told do it again it's gonna it's mm-hmm. tough right now but it's gonna get easier over time and over time the corners soften up. And then this triangle becomes a circle and is able mm-hmm. to roll really well. And eventually it decides it wants to like reshape itself to fit into another hole um, mm-hmm. in the future. Oh but, boy. Mm-hmm. Oh Get yeah. Into all those holes. Into an, into yeah. <laughs> and then there's many hole. other holes. There's Fill so every holes. hole. That's our <laughs> advice. Just it's use so protection. Nice. Just Stuff your whole feeling yeah. of having holes filled, mm. you know. Mm, just yeah. fill those holes. Fill them up. Use lube. So anyway, our collective anyway. here is fill your holes. Fill your holes. Yeah. Fill your holes. Um, yeah. I think you, the other thing is too, is like part of it is just purely chemical. It's just like you get a release from being, from starting that new relationship. Ooh, mm. you know, uh, that's exciting. And like, even if you, even if you're not that emotionally invested in starting, like, cause this person who wrote in was saying like, I don't need to be in relationships. I'm independent, but I'm, like they're still doing it. Well, they're I would also say that nice. it is nice to be in a relationship. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of societal it's, it's misconceptions nice to... about yeah. how we all have to be single for a while until we really find ourselves. And it just completely ignores the reality that like, if it's the right person, if it's not someone who's enabling you in a negative way, if it's the right person, you can grow together. Like you sure. can, gr- you can grow yeah. with someone. Like, I think that people misunderstand. They're like, you should be single, be free for a while. And honestly, that is something people have said to me when they've been like trying to hook up with me and like tear me away from oh, like, another yeah, no, relationship. Been like, oh, but shouldn't you just try and like live your life and let loose for a while? I'm like, no, I think I am just like not mm. hooking up with you. But yeah, thank <laughs> you. Thank you. I <laughs> thank you for doing. the advice. Yeah, be yeah, a little looser. Yeah, come in this cab. Yeah. Yeah. I will also say one other thing that came up in this post that we didn't address yet is like unrequited feelings, like, Mm -hmm. which I think Mm. is slightly different than, um, Mm -hmm. you know, long distance or like logistics of a relationship not working out. I think as I've gotten older, I've come to realize that like, you can have an unrequited crush on someone, but I don't think there is a such thing as unrequited love. I think love is, love has to be mutual by design. I agree with that. Has to and be it is, mutual. 
Also, I, I don't mean to like get too technical, but I do believe that love is a verb and it's not just a feeling. It's something that you do. It's something that is expressed between, that I is like expressed that. mutually. And, I like uh, that. And that if someone, that if someone hurts you, that is not someone who loves well, that they right. might, f- that they might have the feeling that's positive, but the way they express it is hard, is harmful. And that that's why I believe that love is only, can only be as good as the lover. And that if, and that if it hurts you, then it's not a good love. I also think there's a coincidental reason why, like, for example, you know, people have more, I feel like for me personally, I have more unrequited crushes in like middle school and high school than in adult life. And it's because Mm -hmm. when you're like trapped in a box for eight hours a day and you just have to Mm -hmm. like see the same person over and over again, it's like, I'm sure I would have gotten over a lot of my high school crushes if they weren't like in homeroom with me, like right next to me, you know? That's right. a thing. No, that actually yeah. is a thing uh, that, and that there's a term for it and sociological term for it. And I can't think of what it is right now, but um, I mean, you only have yeah, access absolutely. to so many people. Yeah, I know you do. And you, you draw from the pool that you're given. And like, I've, I've dated, co- I dated a coworker for three years. Mm. Um, like not because he wasn't, worthy like I don't but I don't know like if I hadn't met him in that context mm-hmm. would I have dated him if I hadn't met him as I was ending this other relationship would I have dated him I don't right. know he's he's a lovely person and we're hugely different individuals and would I date him now like if he's out there honey I love you but no I wouldn't because like I have I now have the experience and the distance to know that there were reasons why that relationship fell apart he and was a I, listener up until now. He is turning. Now he's he is unsubscribing. Gone. He's gone. Um, another one lost like, <laughs> on the sorry. Meerkats pipeline. It's okay. Sorry, they're dropping like flies. Um, you got to stop think, dating our listeners. God, I'm such a slut. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I, I don't like the, the, the concept of the phrase, your other half. Because you shouldn't be looking for your yeah. other half. One, one person plus another person is two people. Mm-hmm. That person should not be the person who completes you. You need to be complete by yourself. And yeah. I think that is why I, I am one of those people who tends to advocate if, if things work out that way. And I do have friends who have married their high school crushes and their college crushes. And they've been together for 25, 30 years. They've got kids. They're, they're still very happy. Um, that is still a relative rarity. I have more friends who at my age have been married and divorced sometimes twice because mm. they checked all of the boxes or they went with inertia or even like what they, they did what Lauren and I stopped ourselves from doing, which is like, right. they checked, like we loved each other. There was nothing wrong with that relationship. It was healthy. We had good communication. Mm-hmm. There was no reason why we couldn't have just gone ahead and sealed the deal but I can tell you that if we had done that at 22 years old, we wouldn't be together now because of the way that we ended up changing over time. That's just a thing that happens. Yeah. So at least in your like your early 20s, if you find yourself in a position where like your relationship has ended, that's a really good moment for you to start to make peace with the idea that you like this will sound morbid. I feel like we all need to, to behave as though we're going to die alone. And that we need to live yeah. our lives so that if yeah. we do die alone, we don't look back on our lives feeling like we squandered it. Um, and that if somebody comes along in the meantime who makes us want to live in parallel with them and have that experience or multiple people who want to like be part of that, that's great, but that's a bonus. That's mm-hmm. not the thing 
that should be your motivation in your life. That is you really are your good. own complete person. Um, and sometimes the only way to do that is just to get comfortable with silence and get yeah. comfortable with being, with living alone, being alone. It's scary at first. And then it's, it's rad. And then it's lonely and then it's awesome. And then it sucks. Like it, but so is being in relationships. They both have pros and cons. One's not better than the other. They're just different. So I guess my advice to anyone, whether you're single or not, is like, don't be constantly chasing the other thing. Yeah. Like learn to live with the situation that you're in. And if it's not viable, change it and don't beat yourself up about it too much. Yeah. Well, the other thing I think that this listener is kind of getting at is like, sometimes you can't control a crush, you know? No. Yeah. And that's, and, no. and it's not a conscious life decision. And that's kind of what I think Lucas was saying, which is just that like, yeah. you take space away from it and you acknowledge, like, I do have feelings for this person, but uh, it's just not yeah. going to happen for me right now. And then, yeah. you know what? Just go uh, read they, a book. They go away. Something. It also, yeah. pastry. It also reminds yeah. me of um, when, um, a friend of mine, very close friend of mine, who um, they got out of a, a relationship that was they were in for two years. And I had met their girlfriend. I really liked her, but it just didn't work out. And we met up for lunch. This is 2019, I think. And um, they were saying, you know, just how much they miss her and just really just want. And they and they just don't see how they don't they couldn't see the light at the end of the tunnel. And all I could say was, I know you're feeling like shit right now, but you're behaving the way everyone I know who's healthy responds Mm -hmm. after a breakup. And in that way, that makes me feel very happy knowing you're responding the way a normal human does. And Mm -hmm. like a normal human, you're going to get past this at some point. Right. Yeah. Because you're you're in exactly the right place you should be mentally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's here's the thing about grief uh is that your body can't your your brain doesn't distinguish between Mm -hmm. physical pain and emotional pain you react the same way and when you say that you feel hurt you feel hurt when when grief feels like you've been punched in the gut it does it feels Mm -hmm. like and and the loss of the relationship feels like the loss of a limb like the loss of something fundamental to yourself it's totally natural to be consumed by that and not be able to see past it but like you have to think back on all of the times in your youth where like things that seem so consumingly tragic that in hindsight you're like oh honey yeah like Oh no, you got an F on your paper. Did the world yeah. actually end? Right. Did it? Yeah. And of course, like the, the end of a relationship is much more complex than that, especially if there are like kids involved or assets involved or time, like time, emotional investment, like it's more complex. But even if, if you live a full long life, if you live to 80 years, what fraction of your life is two years of grief? Like mm-hmm. ultimately that's from people restart their lives all the time at 50 and 70 and 85. Like there, there are so many different ways you can like go and absolutely and get mm-hmm. married again and try again. Like it's not, and all over. of them are valid. All of yeah. them. There's every nothing, single one. Every single yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, except yeah. becoming a serial killer. Don't do that no. unless yeah, you no. impress your crush in which case. <laughs> Actually, if they have a foot phobia, cut off some feet and present it to them. That's a foot fetish. If they have a phobia, cut off some hands. (laughs) Well, if they're a bad person, then cut off some feet and present it to mess with them. 
as long as they're <laughs> no, fair trade like just wrap the feet so they can't see the feet you know but let them know like i did this for you i destroyed the feet <laughs> for you i am about yeah. to put these under a chicken tenderizer for you and what could be um, more beautiful yes. i mean i know valentine's day is over but i think it's just still really no it's not memory. valentine's day 24 7 it's every day <laughs> it's the most romantic yeah. podcast of the year yeah. Charlotte, we are coming towards the end of our podcast. I feel that. And we have a section we call um, self-perception corner where we ask you, uh, don't, don't be, don't be scared. It's only, it's only scary. Don't be Um, scared. It's terrifying, but don't be scared. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Please say how you think you are perceived by others. And we tell you how we actually perceive you. Mm Okay. Okay. Do I have to, I assume I have to be as succinct as possible. Um, I think that I am perceived by others as, I want to articulate this correctly, gosh, um, as somebody with maybe, oh my God. How do you distill the entire complexity of yourself the way that you are represented in other people's brains in like a couple of sentences on the spot? This is great, guys. I'm really enjoying yeah. this. <laughs> um, I think uh, other people have this perception of me as like this really um, voracious uh, reader, learner, digester who's like just passionately focused on her interests and who um, is confident enough to like go, go through life, knocking people out of the way uh, come hell or high water. Uh, I think people think of me as like a, as a really passionate, visceral person. I I get, I, I, I think, you know what it is? I think that other people think of me as a lot. Mm. Um, and I think, I think a lot of that is actually authentic because I, I do try to, I mean, I try pretty hard. I don't, I don't try. I don't try. I'm a pretty what you see is what you get kind of person. And the only way that I'm misrepresented is that I think people think that I like all these books behind me and stuff. People, when I do like TikTok lives, people want to ask me all these questions about like my fit, like what's your favorite book and what are you like, what are you reading right now? And, and then they want to like get into the weeds really quickly. And then that tends to like, people want to ask me big questions about like the universe and philosophy and social philosophy and all of this shit. And like, I don't think about that. I actually don't think that much about, I don't think that much about other people's I'm not that concerned about other people's points of view. I'm not, uh, well, I can clarify what I am or am not, but yeah, I think, I think people like, cause I I don't want to color what your perception. Mm -hmm. What do you mean? You're um, not that concerned about other people's points of view, like what they think of you or what they think of other things. Okay. What they think of me. Yeah. Mm. That Um, that actually came off as pretty apparent to me. I think you summed it up pretty well. And I think it's, it's, um, it's interesting though, because the one thing where I don't agree with your self-perception of yourself is like, I don't perceive you as B 
being simply involved in your interests and that's it. I see you as being like heavily involved in your network of people and like definitely yeah, I was going to say something very caring person about uh, the relationships that you have. Um, I don't think you're some like rarefied science nerd. You know, I think that oh, you, yeah. uh, <laughs> I think I, you are yeah. of this universe. Um, yeah. Oh, that's so nice. I also, <laughs> that's really I also, nice. I also see you as someone who's like, from what I've gathered, especially from this podcast, is like you are, you're very concerned, or at least you have a, a, a very strong impulse to help to lead by example and to and show like people who like are going through similar situations or at different points of your life saying like, Hey, this is what I did. This is what worked out. This is what didn't I care about you. And I want you to um, not feel pain. I've thought I've felt at points and I want you to do well. And yes, it's just, that it's is an how ex- I feel. It's an, and it's an extraordinarily kind um, way and to And it is nice life. when people actually lead by example, because for, ex- for example, on The Bachelor, there is, <laughs> there is this girl, MJ, who is like a bully and she gets confronted for being a bully and she goes, I'm feeling attacked. I'm not a bully. I just lead by example. And it doesn't mean anything <laughs> that she says it. But when when I when I hear Lucas say it about you, I'm like, oh, that's actually what that's supposed to be. Yeah, it's like you're an example of like someone sweet and someone clearly loving yeah, to other exactly. people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I um, really hope that that's true. I hope that it that's absolutely. True. I mean, is. we are the arbiters of all things, so I think that yes, that's, that's why I came on this podcast. Yeah. I came here to be judged, and and I feel that I've been judged rightly. Thanks, Gavin. Yay. Um, <laughs> And uh, and yeah. one other and one other thing that uh, is up to our judgment is we need you please to plug and promote any social media any sort of thing you want to tell people about anything you want to plug at all. Um, I gosh, any anything I want to plug or have plugged. Um, what do I mm. want to have plugged? I Uts. <laughs> any, any holes the listeners can plug for you mm. or. <laughs> um, no, because I am an unemployed copywriter living an incredibly dull life uh, with no, like this right here is one of the, like, the things that I would be excited to tell people about. And at this point, if they've stuck with it this, for this, they know, oh. they know. Um, no, I mean, if people want to check out my TikTok, I'm Kavatica on TikTok. I'm Kavatica on Patreon and Instagram. I'm Kavaticat. On Twitter, C A V A T I C A T. There's a there's somebody else who has Kavatica, and he's been Kavatica forever, and I I wouldn't try to take that from him, but I want to. Boo. On Twitter, uh, that's my brand now. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, but otherwise, I'm not I'm not working on anything. I'm not doing anything. I live a really boring. You live a wonderful life. You live a Sad wonderful life. You don't, you don't get to dis- you don't get to say it's anything other. <laughs> well, I'm so like thank you for having like. It's it's I, I've said this to like other people who have other podcasts and stuff. But, like it's really nice to be included and like, yeah. guys, thank you for asking me. I mean, I was just shooting the shit basically, but uh, this was so, it was so this much was so fun. Wonderful. It was really so helpful, a blast. So much fun. It was it was it was extraordinary. It really. Thank was. you guys um, when, so much for listening. When can I look for yes. it? When, when uh, it'll be, be it'll be up Monday. Monday. Yes. Oh, quick. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and cool. I will. Yeah, I'll I'll tag you when it's uh, when it's up. Um, and so, yeah, listeners and viewers, thank you very much. Please like, and subscribe. Um, 
And uh, thank you very much again. And we will see you next time. Bye, everyone. That's it.